welcome to Backboard Banter on the board with your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner, where the banter's as ferocious as Tom Brady in 2021. The guy's 44 years old, leading the league in passing, second in touchdowns. The man is a absolute legend defying time. Just crazy. You know, Matt, I was always sad because the way that you, you know, take LeBron as the GOAT and the old man that he is, I figured that you would appreciate Brady. And sometimes, you know, you're just hitting him down, but you finally got him up on that pedestal. You're giving him the respect he deserves as the GOAT that he is. Man, he is the GOAT, but at the end of the day, I also think that their schedule has been super soft. (laughs) I mean, they played the Dallas Cowboys in week one, not known for their defense. Yes, they've kind of fixed it. um, I think, uh, I can't remember his name now, but their defensive coach, Dan Quinn, I think, who came in. He's uh, kind of turned that team around on on the defensive end, but it wasn't going to happen in week one. And then they lost to the other good team on their schedule, the Rams. But besides Mm -hmm. that, they've beaten the Dolphins. They've beaten, like, the Washington football team. Like, they're just – they're not playing good teams, man. They beat the Patriots. Not a good team. So I mean, that's – it's as easy as that, right? When you have that kind of talent on that team, you're expected to win these games, right? It's why the Buccaneers are being talked about right now, and it's why the Chiefs are kind of falling down low because of their defensive struggles a little bit. But I don't want to get too far ahead, Matt. I know this is your thing. I know you love football, so where are we going today? Yeah, man, we're doing like a little special episode just to get football and and the NHL out of the way uh, because we got a lot of predictions coming out on our Thursday episode for the NBA and lots of hot topics with uh, some players coming back too, but we won't get too far into that. Matt knows that I could talk for days about the NBA, but yeah, that's why we're giving us time on Thursday, giving us the full episode to break it down. But yeah, today we're here for the NFL with a little spicy NHL take at the end, because I know Matt's getting really excited that the hockey's coming back tonight. Yeah, man, Tuesday the 12th, hockey's back tonight. But I do want to talk about last Thursday's Rams-Seahawks game. I had it as a good game. Um, I had most of them as, the, out of the five, I think, Maybe one was was a bad game, the, the Buffalo-Kansas City blowout. But, hey, man, the Rams wasn't wasn't a pretty win by any means. Uh, it wasn't a great game to watch in the first half. It was probably one of the worst uh, offensive performances for both teams. And then you have Russell Wilson leaving the game with a ruptured tendon in his right middle finger. He's going to miss up to Ouch. four weeks after surgery now. So first time he's ever going to miss games in his career. That, that's horrible because that team doesn't do anything that well outside of Russell Wilson. They've got Bobby Wagner, who's really good, and, and Jamal Adams, who's really good, but DK Metcalf, but that's that's about it. Do you, do you think that they have a chance of getting some Ws while he's out? Because like I know that he is the driving force of this team. And, you know, Steelers, Saints, Jaguars, at least they got a bye week to start November, but tough. Honestly, the Jags game will probably be the one time that they can get a win. Um, Even the Steelers showed some fight this week. Um, Najee Harris actually had a good game. They beat the Denver Broncos, who have a good defense, and and with Teddy Bridgewater back. Um, Big Ben, I think, is just going to try and get out of the way of the offense. So he's finally figured that out. But I I do want to talk about that Rams team because they struggled mightily against a bad Seattle Seahawks defense and Matt Stafford looked pedestrian I think this is what everybody's been talking about like you know Detroit struggles maybe were Detroit but they had to be kind of linked back to Matthew Stafford 
So I, I'm kind of a little bit down on on the Rams this this week. Uh, they'll have to bring it back next week because barely beating Geno Smith, yeah, that's that's not pretty. I mean, there's they're still four and one. They're still you know they're up there. They're still a great team, but are they showing cracks right? And at the end of the day, you can't have too many of those if you want to take it all the way to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, if you're gonna go to the Super Bowl, especially in this NFC West which I'm going to stay with here with the Cardinals and 49ers. Like, you have to, have to be a great team on both sides of the ball, and you have to bring it every week. They, The Rams did show that they could do it against Tampa, but the Cardinals, man, Cardinals are doing it every single week. They uh, beat the 49ers, yes, without Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance did not look great, and uh, they needed a, an incredible catch by DeAndre Hopkins. He just mossed this guy absolutely unbelievable the way that he can just pluck the ball away from a defender i don't think you covered any better man he was all over him and hopkins is just too good i i'm a fan i'm a fan of this team honestly like seeing them eke out a win right here keep that 5-0 record alive they're the last undefeated team i think matt standing and i mean what can you say about kyler murray right now like when, when you look at you know quarterbacks throughout the NFL right now with some of the you know age old veterans starting to fall. I'm not talking about Brady because Brady's Brady, and then <laughs> Mahomes going through his struggles, which we'll get into later. Like Kyler Murray is almost standing alone as like the untouched QB of the season right now. I think he's the league MVP. What he's done through five weeks at five and zero. He didn't have a like unreal game against the 49ers, but the 49ers have a blueprint on him they've seen him i think already four times in his young career this was the fifth time wow. so he's gonna shock a lot of other teams easily whereas the 49ers already have a lot of plays against him and he still he got the win and that 49ers defense is not a joke so i'm very very impressed by kyler murray who definitely my mvp favorite and those arizona cardinals but man going to another mvp candidate Josh Allen, not Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I know I can see you celebrating over there, buddy. All the Buffalo fans just so excited after this win. Did you get to watch it, my friend? Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I got to watch parts. But all I can think about, Matt, is the fact of how many tables must have been jumped through after this win for <laughs> Bill's Mafia. Because to get a W over the Chiefs is big to beat them by 18 points, to continue to put up the offense that Josh Allen has been doing and, you know, put up that defensive effort to stop Mahomes and what he can do, it's a big W. And, yeah, as a as a newly minted this season Buffalo fan, I'm amped. I'm pumped to see this team make a win like this. Dude, they throttled Kansas City. It was a very impressive win. I thought it was at least going to be tight and maybe Buffalo was going to pull it out. Um, but I really had faith in Kansas City. Um, they have not looked good at all on defense. Josh Allen threw to wide open receivers everywhere. Uh, he ran the RPO at will, and he looked like he wanted it. It was in the first quarter on one of the, those drives where he just ran his body into a defender, not taking you know just like a an easy slide. He wants the extra yardage. He wanted to prove that they could beat Kansas City and. In the second half, Mahomes just playing from behind, and, and they're so nervous that that defense is going to give up a touchdown every single time the other team touches the ball. They're trying to do too much, man. 
and it's not working well. They're not taking the good plays because they're trying to press for, for touchdowns every time they can. They're in big trouble, I think. I think this could be a, a big issue for them all season. They're definitely not going to win their division at this point is what it's looking like. It was a big game. It was a big game with a lot of implications on both sides because I mentioned it last week. Like This was the true test for the Bills, and now they're going to keep chugging along, I think, and, and until they start to stumble, teams have to take them seriously. And you know, on the other side, when you look at the Chiefs, like this is where championship caliber gets tested. When you're down in the dumps, when you're down in the gutters, when you have a losing record going into week six, yeah right like you have to get together realize that there are things that you do well and there are things that you don't do well and try to make it work try to find those mismatches and unfortunately for this season so far it just isn't happening for this team it is not happening after that week one win against cleveland they've lost to every other good team that they've played so it's not pretty their next three opponents are going to be pretty easy to beat uh so they'll probably get some footing back but they're really going to need to to figure it out fast, especially on defense, man. Because Patrick Mahomes just can't do everything for them. And he's been a turnover machine. He had six picks through five weeks. He had six picks all of last season. Just wild. I'm, I'm going to just continue to make the Tom Brady curse where he you know has big games and he steals the soul of other NFL players to keep him going. We saw it in that Super Bowl, Matt. He somehow made it happen, and Mahomes was trying to do everything, and his team wasn't there for him. We're just watching it happen again this season. Dude, that's scary. Tom Brady, the <laughs> wizard of curses. <laughs> but I'm, I'm done with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they've definitely fallen way down in my rankings. Um, but the Chargers, man, those Chargers have steadily been climbing all season. They had a huge comeback win over the Cleveland Browns. They were down 20 to 13 at half. They needed two touchdowns to to get it um, to get the win because their kicker missed an extra point to tie the game at 42. It was 42 35. They missed the extra point. Cleveland can't get the offense going to march down the field to kick a field goal or even to kind of retain possession of the ball long enough to bleed the clock. And now Justin Herbert's going to do what Justin Herbert does, man. And he goes down that field. They score. Austin Eckler gets pushed into the end zone by the Cleveland Browns because they want him to score so that they can get the ball back to see if they, oh, they have a chance to win. But Baker Mayfield, man, he's proving why the Browns didn't pay him. He's <laughs> not looking like he's going to get a huge, massive contract this year. Probably going to have to franchise tag him, which just, I don't know. I wouldn't pay that kind of money for for his play lately. I mean, it was a big game. Lots of points. You know, 47-42, I believe it ended at the end of the day. Yep. So, you know, an important win, I think, for the Chargers because they've been kind of roller coastering this season, if I remember correctly at this point. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough when you when you have to look at this Browns team, when you look at the history of them because they're just kind of – never gonna be there they're always just kind of on the outside looking in at the true elite level talent and yeah it sucks when you have to pay money and you don't know if it's really worth it at the end of the day yeah that's the issue there's no middle tier quarterback um kind of class it's all backups on short-term low money deals or superstars getting paid 30 plus million dollars 
And I think Baker, yes, he warrants like $28 million a year because of the position that he plays and because he's above league average. I would say he's a top 12 quarterback. Um, but again, you're not going to win with a top 12 quarterback making elite money because you have to take away and subtract from the rest of your team. Um, they've got a great offensive line, two amazing running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And yet it's still not enough with Justin Herbert on the other side, who's making rookie scale money. So that team could really start investing around him. And yeah. he's just got a cannon, man. He's too good. This is my game of the week until last night, uh, where the Baltimore Ravens came all the way back from 22 to three in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball and they go down and score. And it's 22 to three. And actually on one of uh, the last drives of the game, he fumbled the ball again, but it, he, he was lucky his knee was down. And Blankenship, if he doesn't miss that 47 yarder, we're talking about Carson Wentz having a, a resurgent game. He passed for 400 yards on like 34 attempts. So something amazing, but it's all about Lamar, my friend. It's all about Lamar. I mean, I helped will that man to a playoff victory last season, and I'm always going to support this dude. I like this team. I was hyped reading about this game, you know, because I was having a nice Thanksgiving dinner and lunch and whatever with Allison's family yesterday, which was super nice. They came down to the house, and we had everybody. But, yeah, this is this is a big win for the Ravens, a big win for Lamar to come back like that. When, you, you know, the amount of fans that turned off the game, the amount of pundits that were just like, oh, this is over, it's it's done, you know. For the Ravens to come back and have a Tom Brady-like, you know, resurgence of a win, you know, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, their, their streak of, I think, 43 straight games of hitting 100 yards rushing ended last night. They only got to 86. Uh, so they, they're still tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers for most 100-yard consecutive games rushing as a team. But I don't think that's a, that big of a deal because last night, Lamar showed all the critics why they were wrong about his arm. He went 37 of 43 for 442 yards. Wow. It was the highest uh, completion percentage by a 400-yard game in NFL history. This man is unreal. Oh. Do not bet against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens because unlike Patrick Mahomes, who came into this league with a guy like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, he's got guys like a Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, and he's making them look like they're superstars. Marquise Brown has dropped multiple deep passes from Lamar and is still looking like a number one wide receiver. Just wild. I mean, you got to love to see it. And that's the role of a quarterback, right? You have to enhance this team around you. You're the quote unquote focal point. You're the center of everything. And, Back to your earlier point of you can't have a, a mid-range QB in the NFL. Well, there's always another kid. There's always somebody else who wants to be a quarterback, who wants to be good. Tom Brady came out of nowhere, you know, how far down the draft he came as a QB, right? So if you're not going to be this level of talent, if you're not going to raise your name to try to be top and elite, you're going to be forgotten about. And I'm amped that Lamar can have a night like that because those are some unreal statistics. Absolutely. He's definitely a top five quarterback. That's why I drafted him so high. That's why my team's little marvelous Avengers who put up 200 points this week. Just got to hey. subtle brag that in there. Um, but hey, man, we're on to the tiers. Well, the NFL top 10 on my rankings list. Um, I'm going to start with Cleveland. Again, 
their their losses have been to really good teams. Uh, the Chargers are a fantastic football team, uh, and they they held them in tight, and they were winning that game for most of it. Baker Mayfield's ceiling is the reason that they're only ever going to be on the lower tier of the top ten. But besides that, they've got like the best roster in football. If you put Mahomes on that team, they're going to the Super Bowl, no questions wow. asked. I mean, that's a crazy stat to put. You put Tom Brady on that team, same story? Yeah, 100%, man. You Beauty. put any above, I would say, top eight quarterback in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, um, all of these guys who are who are just doing their thing. Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, they, they, they get that team there. But it's hey, gotta hurt for Browns fans. That's just gotta be so painful. When they drafted Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson, over Josh Allen, yeah, not oh. not not the best. <laughs> but hey, man, the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at nine, they had to fall all the way down my rankings. I almost didn't put them in. Um, I was kind of kind of nervous about it, but I do still believe in Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Um, I hope that the defense can can trend towards respectability midway through the season or towards the later parts, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl playing like this. I just don't want anyone to freak out because let's remember, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers were not on this list and they won a Super Bowl, so the Chiefs can still fall and they can still end up with a W at the end of the season. Hey, man, maybe I'm doing them a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, right? Reverse curse style. Exactly. But uh, the Dallas Cowboys coming in at number eight, they had a dominant win over the New York Giants. The Giants lost their number one running back, their quarterback and wide receiver all in the same game. Those That poor, poor team. I still don't really know what to do with the Dallas Cowboys. Some weeks I, I kind of want to put them higher, but they're still the Dallas Cowboys to me. So they're going to come in, slot in at number eight, just behind the Green Bay Packers, who had a a tight victory over Cincinnati and their kicker who missed three field goal game winning field goals before he hit the final one in overtime like my brother was upset Crosby you're fired hey he got it in the end that's all that mattered unfortunately yeah yeah that is what matters but geez man was it poor poor play to watch Aaron Rodgers just get into the end zone buddy but I like Joe Burrow's, what he showed in that game. And But they got the win, so so Green Bay's coming in at number seven. Um, a team that, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm a little down on, the Rams. They come in at number six. I didn't like the way that they beat the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a much worse team than I would have anticipated at the beginning of the year. And without Russell Wilson, they should have smashed them in that second, court, second half. I mean, they did control most of that second half, but it should have been a beatdown. They didn't. So they'll, they'll stick at six. Not bad. I appreciate the evolution of this list over the weeks. And, like, you know, we, we had our expectations of certain teams. And now it's like, well, if you're not going to show up, you don't belong here. Exactly. The team that did show up last night, the Baltimore Ravens, my friend. Lamar Jackson coming in at number five. Um, I could rank them a little bit higher on this list, but I'm really high on the teams that are above them. Uh, so they're going to come in at number five, and they did have to come back from a 22-3 to deficit. So, hey, yes, they got the comeback win. Yes, I believe in Lamar Jackson, but you got to be real consistent to stay at the top of the power rankings here for me. We, we can't forget that they were in a hole. They, they, they got out of it, but they still put themselves into that hole to start. At home, man. So that, <laughs> that's not a pretty sight. 
a team that was on the road this weekend that had a little bit of a comeback win. They were down by a touchdown at halftime. The Chargers, man. Justin Herbert, he's too good. That defense is fixed. Um, I'm a big fan. I think that they have a chance to win the AFC West this year and potentially go all the way to the Super Bowl AFC Championship game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see them there. Justin Herbert is that good. And they've got an elite pass rusher in Joey Bosa. They've got a good, solid defense. Uh, I like uh, Darwin James Jr. He's a great free safety. Coming in hot, man. Number four. Uh, Tom Brady. Coming in at number three with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That team finally figured it out, I guess, against Miami. A poor team, which they destroyed. Uh, Tom Brady really likes beating up on Miami. Some of his best games of his career have just been absolutely dominating this poor franchise. I feel like if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, your hatred for Tom Brady has to be through the roof at this point of his career. He just, uh, you know, he shows up in your nightmares. You wake up in a cold sweat because Brady's holding over you. He's like, you're never getting a win. (laughs) Never when he's around, man. Um, And then getting into our final two. I got Buffalo coming in at number two. Josh Allen looking like an MVP candidate. Uh, They beat Kansas City for the first time in his career, um, and he dominated that game. He had more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes in, like, half the attempts. So it was a wild stat for me to see, wild wild game for me to watch. But the number one team, man, it's that MVP candidate, frontrunner Kyler Murray and the 5-0 Arizona Cardinals. Yes, they've had tight weeks, but they've done everything they could to win. They just beat a really good team in the 49ers uh, who were in this power rankings up until a couple weeks ago. So, hey, man, I think they're going to have a great game this week against Cleveland and uh, knock another team out of this power rankings. Matt, if there's anything I know about the best teams in sports, it's you win those close games. At the end of the day, you know, you, you win the games that matter. You win the games you're supposed to win. But you win the close games because at the end of the day, you are the better team. When you make mistakes, when the chips are down, you figure out a way to pull it out in the end. And that is exactly what they've been doing. Man, that's the top 10. Um, There was a light schedule this week in the NFL, so I didn't have a ton of games to look forward to. The two that I'm really looking forward to are the Chargers-Baltimore game. I mean, you got four and five of my power rankings going against each other. And then you've got Arizona-Cleveland, like I mentioned earlier, one versus 10. I'm intrigued by the Raiders and the Broncos after their amazing starts um, and what the Raiders are going through. Don't really need to touch on John Gruden. He's (laughs) disgusting, obviously. Um, Bears, Packers, can Justin Fields keep the win streak going? He beat the Raiders. Can he beat Aaron Rodgers, the GOAT, Packers? We'll see. And then I think the Vikings versus Carolina. Carolina's kind of stumbled the last two weeks. They're going to look to get it back on track. Maybe Christian McCaffrey will be back hopefully this week. Um, But the Vikings have been rolling without Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison has been a steal if anybody picked him up on their waiver wire in fantasy. And I think that's going to be a really good game. But that's really it for the NFL, man. That that was a a great week. I'm happy that, uh, you know, it's over because with uh, Thanksgiving, I couldn't watch all the games that I wanted to. But (laughs) next weekend, I'll be, be back to my old spot where I watch seven hours of commercial free football just matt sits down as a degenerate and just doesn't do anything but football on sunday but yeah it was an exciting week right like it's been a good start 
to the NFL season at the end of the day. We've got some really fun storylines coming up. we got some teams that are down on their luck but should return to form by the time the playoffs come around. And some rookies getting some fun and having some time. So, you know, football fans, just like general football fans, have been really enjoying, I think, the start to this season. Absolutely. it's It's been a fa- fabulous start. There have been crazy storylines. The Kansas City Chiefs, who we all thought might go 20-0 and or – two and three through five weeks and Arizona who everybody was down on last year at the end of the season because of the way they played or five and oh so it, it goes to show you that what you did last year doesn't really matter it's, it's how you play week to week in the NFL um, and great teams Patrick Mahomes said it great teams come out on top not great players so get it together Kansas City <laughs> come on boys let's go don't make me look dumb <laughs> All right, dude, shall we move on to the NHL? Because I know that you are so pumped because the puck drops tonight on the NHL season. It's returning to form. I can see you smiling internally. You're getting so excited, even though it might be a bit of a roller coaster season for you. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a great season as a Montreal Canadiens fan, to be honest. Um, I think their division is pretty tough. It's probably one of the best divisions in the NHL. Um, they're going to be hard-pressed to make a wild-card playoff spot, even if they do. Carey Price missing the first 30 days of the season, uh, checking himself into um, player assistance protocol uh, program. I I like that idea because he, he said that it was a – or his wife said that it was a mental health issue, so I'm glad that he's getting the help that he needs. Um, he's unstigmatizing mental health uh, issues because Carey Price, if he's known for one thing – it is being calm, cool, and collected. He is a 25-year-old goalie who told the media to chill out in Montreal. He said, it's a preseason game, guys. Chill out. He's that calm. He's that cool. And so for him to get the help that he needs, I'm, I'm glad to see it. Uh, so we'll see how Montreal does with Jake Allen and Nett. Um, but I'm, I'm expecting a roller coaster of a year. They've got so many issues already with injuries. Uh, I was happy to see Nick Suzuki sign today an eight-year, 7.875 AAV. Um, That's a little steep for what he showed in the NHL, at least for me. But the kid's proven it in the playoffs that he's worth it, and I I hope he proves this year that that contract is completely justified. Um, But yeah, man, Montreal, going to be hard-pressed. I'll, I'll be rooting for the boys, Matt. I'll be here for them. They're uh, one of the two, one of the, actually, actually, I think I have four teams now that I root for in the NHL. Crazy. I'm becoming a true hockey fan now, Matt. But yeah, I'm going to be rooting for the boys. It's awesome for Carey to be comfortable enough to, to be willing to put himself into the program, to be a beacon of hope for a lot of people, because at the end of the day, mental health is a pandemic. It exists in this world. So many people struggle with it, and it is something that so many people hide and don't get to see you don't know there's there's tons of people that you and i and everybody who is listening to this know in your life that is struggling for this reason or for that and so it's awesome for him to be able to recognize that and and i remember seeing bergeron the coach just like absolutely breaking down because of how he feels about carrie and you know it's it's awesome to see you know carry the person rather than just carry the player so that's what i'm really enjoying out of that absolutely um but on to a, a better topic, my friend. Uh, let's get into some, some divisions here. I'm going to start with the worst division in the NHL, the Pacific Division. It is a bad one. It gets 
uh, the two expansion teams starting it off tonight between Vegas and Seattle. Uh, but my prediction for this for this team is going to be for this division it's going to be the Ducks at the bottom, then the Sharks, yeah. the Flames. I I'm sorry, buddy. I know you live out in Calgary. Um, they're just not going to bounce back, especially after losing Mark Giordano. Uh, I, I, I know the, the truth. <laughs> I know the truth. Don't worry. <laughs> I think the Kraken have a have a pretty good season uh, because they're in the Pacific Division, not because they have a great team. I actually like what the Kings did this offseason. I'm hoping Drew Doughty has a bounce back year. He's also playing to get onto that Olympic roster, so he might come out firing. Philip Deneau... Uh, Ante Kopitar, they've got some young players. We'll see if any of them can stick. I know Quinton Byfield hurt his ankle, so he's not going to be starting the season with them. But they've got other really high-end prospects as well, like Alex Turcotte, uh, Arthur Kiliev. Um, then I've got the Canucks, man. They signed both their big-name uh, RFAs in Quinn right. Hughes and um, Elias Pettersson. Uh, I think they're going to have a full season of Thatcher Demko um, being a really good starting goaltender in this league, the Oilers coming in hot at number two. Um, they just they have McDavid and Drysidel. I don't love the defense. I don't love yeah. the goaltending. They've got McDavid and Drysidel, and then the Vegas Golden Knights easily running away with this division. It's a sorry one. I love that Vegas is sitting atop here. You know, we we look at the Kraken as a team that's coming in, and you know they have an opportunity to surprise people like Vegas did, but as you and I have discussed in the past and as you've explained to me, you know, the rest of the league isn't, you know, they, they've caught wind to what the draft allowed Vegas to do and they didn't allow, you know, the Kraken to have that same story. So, of course, they're not going to be there, but for Vegas to still be good, to still be strong, like, I'm pretty happy about that. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of getting to the point where their window's closing, so they're going to have to keep making a push for it. Uh, and they exposed a lot of issues that the Kraken weren't able to take advantage of, plus they were asking for a lot. Um, but we'll stay out west in the Central Division. Um, competing for last place in the NHL with your Buffalo Sabres are going to be the Arizona Coyotes this year. Um, I'm really down on the... Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the Coyotes, but I'm just going to go <laughs> number seven in this division. I'm down on the Stars, man. I know they were in the Stanley Cup Final two seasons ago, um, wow. but again, it was a pandemic bubble. Um and I just, I don't see them being that great. I have the Wild come in at six. If Krill the Thrill can repeat, maybe. I just don't see it. Um, you know, they're going to have a full year of tape on him, understand that he is that dynamic, and a lot of teams are going to focus on him. So he's not going to have that surprise factor. They're not going to be playing the same teams over and over again. The rest of the league is going to get to see him too. Uh, so we'll see how other defenses handle him. The Predators coming in at number five. Uh, they could flip-flop with the Wild uh, here, in my opinion, but I I'm going to put them there because I like what UC Saros did as a starting goaltender last year. He's he cemented himself uh, as a great upper-tier goaltender, uh, a la Pekka Rene. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the St. Louis Blues, again, I, I have a tough time seeing them do a lot of damage in the playoffs, but they'll probably make it just because their division's poor and the Pacific division's poor. The Western Conference is a little bit of an easier conference this year. Um, I like the Chicago Blackhawks coming in at number three. Kirby Doc keeps developing. Patrick Kane's good. They get Jonathan Taves back. Marc-Andre Fleury, the Vesna goalie winner from last year's on this roster. They have Seth Jones. Like They've got a big turnaround this year, and I'm feeling the Blackhawks coming in. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Fleury alone, man. 
Flurry alone, I think, is the big deal. Like to see what he did with Vegas, to see what his career has been able to achieve. Like I don't want to count him out yet. Like I feel like he's got a little bit more. Plus that spite that he's gonna have coming into the season. Like come on. Absolutely, I think he's gonna be trying to prove a lot of people wrong that he can do it again. Just kind of like when he got let go from Pittsburgh to Vegas, now Vegas to to Chicago. Um, speaking about goaltenders, man, Connor Hellebuck in in Winnipeg. He's going to drag that team to second place in this division. They're out of the tough Canadian division, so they don't have to play the Toronto Maple Leafs, the, the Montreal Canadiens over and over again because um, they had they have problems with Montreal and Toronto oh, last yeah. year. Uh, the Avs, easily the best team in this division. I know they lost their starting goaltender, so we'll see how that does, but the rest of their roster is just so deep. That defensive core is so good. Um, yeah, they're coming in at, at number one in the central for me. That's the Western Conference, my friend. I mean, I like it. You know, there's there's a lot of interesting concepts going along. I'm a fan of the Avalanche from, like, way back in the day, you know, when I used to play, you know, ESPN 2004 hockey, whatever it was on the old Xbox. I loved that game. Let's go. So, you know, anyways, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll move out of the West. We'll go into the, the East, the Metro Division. Um, I'm going to kind of go through the this Blue Jackets team at the bottom here, uh, I just don't see them doing well. They they blew up their roster to, to go for a cup a few years ago. Patrick Lane is going to be good under a new coach, but he's not going to be enough to drag this team to a lot of wins. Um, the the Carolina Hurricanes, man, I don't know what they did this offseason, but they gave away a great starting goaltender. They gave away their number one defenseman. They signed a third line center to a six million dollar contract and they're putting him on the first line wing um hoping that he pans out i don't like what they did so i i have them kind of stumbling through most of the season and finishing seventh in this division maybe a top 10 lottery pick for montreal here <laughs> and then uh <laughs> pittsburgh man pittsburgh's gonna struggle out out the gate without crosby and, and malkin so i i have them missing the playoffs which is not great for them. Tristan Jari didn't have a good season. They really made a mistake when they let Flurry go all those years ago. Not I mean, great. We were talking about Crosby getting traded month, just like what, six, seven, eight months ago at this point in time? So like not surprising considering the struggles of their team in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a surprise team kind of flying up the rankings here in the Devils. Um, I think Jack Hughes takes a step. Nate Cohesher continues his development. They've got Dougie Hamilton now to kind of slot P.K. Subban out of that number one uh, spot. He's also looked great training, uh, working out, and trying to get back to his former Norse form. Uh, and they've got Mackenzie Blackwood, who I think is going to have a solid year, who's also trying to play to get on the Canadian Olympic team if he can have a solid run. Um, but a guy that he's probably going to lose out to is Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers. I think this guy's going to come out and steal the show. I think the Flyers already had a, have a solid roster and kind of went through some stumbles and struggles last year. Um, and then the Rangers. I think they finally put it together. I think Artemi Panarin, Alexi Lafreniere is a second-year player. They've got good goaltending. Adam Fox was the Norris Trophy winner last year. They're coming in hot at number three. Capitals at number two, Ovechkin and, and that roster are still a good team. Um, I don't see them missing the playoffs. I don't see them doing much damage in the playoffs, but I don't see them missing. Do you see Ovi reaching the record? Because I know not he's this going, year, but he yeah. will. Okay. He will, man. 
Do you know his goals per game average is actually higher than Gretzky's goals per game average so far throughout his career? Um, pretty wow. wild. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an insane. That's an insane stat. Because I know that's like the story right now. I know like a lot of people are just like hoping, waiting, wanting to see it happen. Yeah, and you know what? I think he's got it. I think he's he's got the talent. He's got the potential to do it. Uh, but you're gonna like this one, man. The Islanders hey. who have been to the semifinal for three straight years now. I think it is. Um, where they lost, they keep losing to Tampa. I think this is the year that they win the Metro and kind of get to avoid Tampa Bay. Maybe Tampa gets there, but the Islanders, man, I'm looking for them to do some damage. They're my sneaky under the radar cup pick. I think. I think they've got a lot of potential. I've been spoiled by that Islanders Lightning rivalry. You know, as a fan of both teams, getting to. I mean, I'm sad for like the Islanders fan inside of me who who hasn't been able to break through. But you know, hopefully, you know, you got it right here. Hopefully, this is their time. Yeah, and then we'll we'll, we'll move over into the best division in hockey uh, with some bottom feeder. You know, Buffalo Sabers. Oh, yeah. They're going into the the season with Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell. They don't have Jack Eichel. Just let the man go. This is brutal. <laughs> That's team, it, say. team irrelevant. I was talking to Austin. He doesn't even know if he can watch, you know, games this season for the Sabers. So like, yeah, that's that's the struggle that they're dealing with. Dude, they may as well be replaced by an AHL team at this point. Like, it's, it's that bad. <laughs> 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 um, I think a team that's going to take a good step forward, but uh, is just a few years away from being competitive. I think they're going to kind of show what Ottawa did last year. But it's the Detroit Red Wings. They've added Lucas Raymond. They've got some good young players in the pipe. We'll see what, what their team looks like. Plus, Alex Nedeljkovic. They've got a goalie who was a Calder Trophy finalist last year. We'll see if he can really uh, stabilize that position because they've been hurting there for a few years now. Um, the Ottawa Senators, man, if they play like they did at the end of last season, they could be, even end up higher on this list. But I think they're gonna they're gonna be a decent team and a formidable matchup for most uh, NHL teams around the league. Um, pretty excited to see what they can do this year. They got to get Brady Kachuk signed. Um, the analytics would say that he needs a little bit less than eight million, but hey, he's holding strong. He's going for that price tag. When you want your money, you want your money, and unless you're Ben Simmons and you don't get your money, then you, you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this is probably the the Montreal Canadiens fan in me. But I got the Boston Bruins coming in at five. Uh, I don't like their goaltending. Everyone's thinking, oh, Linus Allmark, he's sweet. Yo, guys, he's been part of Buffalo for the last how many years? And what Ooh. have they done? Yeah, Ooh. okay, you guys can can be sick with your Pasternak, Martian, um, uh, Martian uh, Bergeron line, but I think that's about it. Um, and then... My Montreal Canadiens coming in at number four in this division. I think they're going to be hard-pressed to make the playoffs, though. Um, they'll probably be on the fringe of it. And Carey Price, if he can come back healthy and rested and calm, that, that's all I'm asking for. I mean, if he comes... You know, if the, if the program does what it's supposed to do and we and you get back to prime Carey Price mental and net, and the boys have had a relatively decent season, and the kids are all right, and Cole Caulfield has, like, 30 goals, because, you know, whatever. Like, could be Cole exciting. Caulfield. Yeah, there you go. Hey, man. Anything is possible. We've seen crazier things with these Montreal Canadiens. It's hard to bet against them. 
Um, I think Tampa takes a stumble this year. They lost their entire third line mm-hmm. uh, from their cup-winning teams. It's going to be hard to replace them. Everyone's got to slot up now in their organization, but they still have two of the top top two lines in the NHL. They've got so much forward depth. They've got one of the best defensemen. They've got Andre Vasilevsky, who's probably unquestionably the best goaltender in the NHL. So they come in, a, come in, in hot at number three. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans... Yeah, you're coming in at number two for the regular season. You guys are a regular season team. Uh, let's see what you, let's see what you do though in the playoffs because you'll definitely get there. But I think Austin Matthews probably scores sixty goals this year. Uh, Mitch Marner probably gets like a hundred points because they're going to be trying to prove everybody wrong from the playoffs. Uh, so they're going to have a fabulous year. But I really like the Florida Panthers. Um, I think they're okay. they're at top end depth and bottom end depth, and they've got. One of the best goalie prospects in the league in Spencer Knight, plus Sergei Bobrovsky, if he can have a bounce-back season, he gets paid $9 million a year for a reason. I think this this is going to be the second-best team in the NHL, maybe third-best team behind the Islanders and Avs, but they're going to be up there all year, man. It's exciting, right? It's a return to the old divisions. No more Canadian division. No more of Montreal slapping around all the other Canadian teams, but it's going to be exciting, man. I'm pumped for you. I'm amped that hockey's returning. You get games tonight. Do I get your predictions on tonight's games? Penguins, Lightning, Kraken, Vegas. Who's winning them, Matt? Uh, that'll be the Lightning in Vegas. Uh, pretty easy easy calls right there, my friend. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of walked you into that. I kind of I kind of forgot how simple of a, a call that might end up being. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, do you want to make some some mystic predictions to to wrap up the episode here? For sure. I'm going to flip us back to the NFL a little bit. You know, we've been talking about Kyler Murray going for MVP. I've been trying to pay more attention to the NFL. I was doing some deep diving into schedules. I believe in this Cardinals team, you know. I think they're going to end October 8-0. They're going to win their next three games. You know, the big test is coming up right now. they got to beat the Browns this week. But if they can get through them... I think the sky's the limit for this team. And, I mean, at 5-0, and they're already proving that they might be the best team in the NFL right now. Dude, I think that's a pretty safe pick. Uh, I really like it. I'm going to go with the fact that the Steelers are going to win against the Seahawks this week. I don't know if it's much of a prediction, but both teams are struggling. Uh, should be a, a mediocre game. <laughs> the whole- but, yeah, Steelers get the win, go 3-3. Three and three. Their fans feeling good about themselves. The hope is that you get a bit of a clown fiesta, you know, like a lot of action because there's, you know, some some lesser talent. I don't know. I'm just going to throw that in there. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love it. But I think I think you're good to wrap us up. Perfect. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here. This was a fun little special episode. Maybe we might have to do more of it because basketball is around the corner. We'll be back in a couple of days. But, you know, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, at the Board Sports. Like and subscribe. You know, give us that thumbs up, whatever you need, and check out theboardsports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.